T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Diving deep into the Red Sox, it's Red Sox Review. Here's Brian Barrett on WEEI. Swing at a high fly center field. On comes Duran, and that's on the infield. It is Kike making the catch to retire the side and end the game. Matt Barnes, what a job. Two strikeouts and a pop-up. He makes quick work of the Pirates, and the Red Sox hang on to make it four wins in their last five games as they beat the Pirates 5-3. Nick Pavetta with a victory, and Matt Barnes with his third save, his first since back on May 21st. 5-3 Boston. All right, well, how about that? Your Red Sox are hot again, baby. Beat Baltimore on Thursday night, take two of three over the Yankees over the weekend, and then win this game tonight. And quite frankly, they should have swept the Yankees. There's no reason they should have lost that game on Saturday night. Bogarts is getting thrown out on the bases. That crap can't happen, especially considering the fact that Araldis Chapman was on the ropes. Now, he came back for the eighth inning, and he was good, but he was on the ropes in the seventh inning. No reason for Bogarts to get picked off second base there, but that's the point. They win that game. <laughs> You're talking about a five-game winning streak, and here we go. The Red Sox starting to cook with gasoline a little bit, and... Two big things that stuck out to me tonight, and if you want to react to this one, your biggest takeaways from this game. And the big question now is, are you starting to believe that this Red Sox team can actually make a run to the postseason? 617-779-7937 is the number. With you all the way up until midnight, we'll hear from the manager, Alex Cora, in just a little bit here. So I understand that the math works against the Red Sox because they have all these teams that they have to climb over. But at least what we've seen over the past week and change is this team is actually starting to play some good baseball again. Now, I'm not telling you they're perfect. I'm not telling you they're a wagon or a juggernaut or anything along those lines. But this is starting to look like a much better baseball team over the past couple of days. Now, tonight, the two big storylines are Nick Pavetta and Matt Barnes. Pavetta has been absolutely atrocious for a good stretch here. He had arguably been, and not even arguably, by the numbers, Nick Pavetta had been the worst starter in Major League Baseball since the start of July. I told you on the pregame show, his last seven starts, he had a 797 ERA. That was dead last among starters that had thrown at least 30 innings during that stretch. 117th out of 117. The whip was at 189. That was 117th. The opponent's batting average was 340. That was 117th. What does he do tonight? He goes seven strong innings. He gives up just one hit and does not give up a run. And he strikes out six. Pavetta, I get it. This is a horrible Pittsburgh team. But based on the way that he's thrown the ball since the start of July, 
You have got to start somewhere, and he certainly did that tonight. So we'll get into Pavetta in greater detail. We'll get into Matt Barnes. Let's hear what the manager had to say after the game. He did a good job. Uh, good fastball, good breaking ball. The slider was good tonight, and uh, he was able to expand. Um, you know, gave us enough. You know, it was one of those that you know, he, he felt good about his stuff. You know, the walks, we got a limit, of course, but uh, overall, a real good one. Jung, for them, really did a nice job stabilizing the game. How critical were those early runs that you guys get to kind of separate yourselves? We need to be better. Uh, you know, seven innings, no hits, you know, only one walk, you know, and, and the quality of their bats got worse throughout the game, and, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. You know, like, when you start a series and you're up 5 nothing, you know, it'll be great to add on and get to their bullpen and, and keep digging in, and then that's how you win series, you know. I'm not saying we got lucky because we put some good at-bats early on, but, uh, you know, we, we got to keep going. You know, we can't stop, and, uh, you know, that way, you know, you rest your bullpen, you get to the bullpen and all that, but at the end, we'll take it, you know, we'll take it. But that, those are the things that, you know, as a manager, as a coaching staff, you, you got to keep preaching, you know, let's, let's be better. You know, uh, we're doing a good job playing good baseball, but we can, we can improve. How surprising was that, given the quality of at-bats in the first inning? Yeah, I mean, very, very. Uh, you could tell, you know, um, I think it was second and third, two outs, and Arroyo swings at a sinker way in, and then it's a ground ball, and that was it. It stopped right there. So uh, play discipline, um, you know, not chasing hits, just chasing good at-bats. That's the key, you know, and uh, we will. You know, I'm, I'm not disappointed. You know, we won the game. We did. We scored five, you know, so that that's good, but... You know, uh, like I always said, you know, there's a good team that needs to keep improving, and we will. Disappointing that you had to bring Schreiber in there. I mean, we got we got to do a better job there. Uh, you know, we, we got to get people out, and we, you know, and AD right there, he had a, he had a good pocket for him, and uh, the the walk to the lefty just put in a bad spot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he came in, got the strike out, obviously the slider to Gamel, Gamel, you know, he he hits in a gap, he got out of the inning, and then you know. Well, Barnsley was really good. Uh, that was a good fastball. Good fastball. Obviously, the breaking ball played, but I was impressed with the fastball. So uh, that's three in a row, three good ones uh, in, in high leverage spots. So hopefully, this is the beginning of something great. That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. I mean, how important is it to have somebody else step into that? No, game? no, it's important. It's important. Uh, obviously, Tanner is down. We know that. And all the guys have to step up. Braves threw the ball well against, I mean, we threw the ball great against the Yankees. Uh, and, um, you know, there's certain guys stepping up. Uh, we got to find a way to put uh, Familia in there somewhere. You know, it's, it's kind of hard. He hasn't pitched in a while and put him in a game. A close game is hard, but hopefully tomorrow we can score some runs and get him in to see what we got. But uh, that's good. That's a good sign. You know, Brazier throwing the ball well. Barnes throwing the ball well. Uh, Stromy today in the rehab assignment, he was good today, 94-95. So we're getting healthy. Uh, we're, we're getting there. Uh, you know, we, we got to win as many as possible, right? So uh, it's a good be- beginning of the road trip. You know, we got a chance to win the series tomorrow, and we will be ready for it. How different is Kike? Go ahead. What do you think of Kike today? It was okay. You know, uh, it's, it's not easy. You know, we talk about it, right? A handful uh, of at-bats and, and, and come here and compete. But he will play good defense. He'll put quality at-bats. You know, he hit the ball in the air with the bases loaded. We all thought he had him. But, uh, you know, he'll keep building up. You know, it's good for him to, to be out there. Uh, the energy and all that, the baseball IQ, we'll take that one in a, a, every night. You know, we'll take the baseball player, and offensively he'll get there. You know, it's just one night. So uh, keep building, keep getting better, and uh, he will contribute. All right, if you want to react to anything the manager said, you certainly can. It's 617-779-7937. 
I don't like the whole thing. We got to see Familia pitch. This guy was the worst relief pitcher in Major League Baseball earlier this season. So I don't need to see any of that. Another guy I don't need to see. I'm very happy about what we've seen from Barnes. Obviously, very happy what we saw from Pavetta tonight. I can't watch Austin Davis anymore. This guy sucks. The only way that Austin Davis is effective is when he comes in and he basically is that opener role. But as a relief pitcher, Austin Davis has not been good all season long. We saw it again tonight, and Cora alluded to it. You cannot walk a lefty there. Not to mention, he gave up the single to delay after he was ahead 0-2 in the count. You can't give up a single to a guy after an 0-2 count, and then he walked Marcano on four pitches. I mean, that's just unacceptable. You're supposed to be a professional relief pitcher. You cannot be walking guys on four pitches. And that sort of has flown under the radar this year with this team. Because, and look, maybe some of it is just from me, but I was harsh on Diekman because Diekman had the worst walk rate in all of Major League Baseball. I was harsh on Darwinson because that guy absolutely blows. Austin Davis, you look at his numbers on the season now, as he walked another guy tonight, 11.2% walk rate. That's 141st out of 166 qualified relievers. 161 whip, that's 162nd. And I don't blame Cora for going to him there. That was, as Core alluded to, that was a pocket for a lefty. Okay, right now you're still waiting for Strom to come back. He was pitching at Worcester tonight. So Nick Pavetta had just thrown 99 pitches. What did we see from Pavetta right before the All-Star break? We saw a pitcher that was fatigued. We've seen a guy that's been fatigued for basically since the start of July, and he's been arguably the worst starting pitcher. By the numbers, the worst starting pitcher since the start of July. He gives you a good outing tonight. He gives you seven innings. He only gives up the one hit. He strikes out six. But you got to protect this guy. You can't send Pavetta back out there and set yourself up for him to get worn down again. You have got to be careful with Pavetta the rest of the way because we saw what the fatigue did. The fatigue made Pavetta one of the worst pitchers in the damn sport, and we saw tonight he was effective. So they have got to be careful going forward. So you figure, okay, against the Pirates, one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball, a team trying to lose, hey, can you just go out there and give us an inning? If you're Austin Davis, he could only get one out. So what is Cora supposed to do in that situation? Now I'm guessing what it's going to be is, all right, Salamora pitches against lefties until Strom comes back because he just can't justify now how many opportunities you're going to give to Austin Davis. And look, this is part of the internal issue that this team has had all season long. Obviously, they traded away Diekman. Darwinson cannot be part of the solution going forward. That guy absolutely sucks. So you can't use him. So that means right now the only lefty you have in the bullpen is Davis. But now you can't rely on that guy anymore. You cannot put Davis back out there. It's just that's where you're at. You cannot use Davis anymore. Unfortunately, that's where the Red Sox are at. They do not have a lefty until Strom comes back. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Ken in California. What's up, Ken? Hey, how you doing? Listen, uh, two things. Uh, first off, what in the heck was Kiki Hernandez doing playing shortstop? Well, Bogarts was, Bogarts was hurt. Oh, we, well, well, how did he get hurt? Running into third base and being out by 15 feet? No, when he followed the ball off his foot. Yeah, well... And the, and the other thing is, he's going to kill Schreiber. He's going to kill him. Well, he yeah, that's why he did that. And, Ken, to your point, I mean, I don't disagree with you on that. That's why he only went out for the one inning. He's thrown 47 innings entering tonight. So, what, 47 and two-thirds after tonight. The most innings he's ever thrown at the big league level, 15 and two-thirds. And he's been really bad against lefties lately. They're hitting basically over 300 against him since the start of August. But the reality is this, Ken. Who else can you go to in those high leverage spots? Who else is he supposed to go to there? There's nobody else. 
Well, maybe Hein Bloom can come in and pitch. Well, I agree with you that this is more of a Bloom problem than a Cora problem. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I would absolutely agree. And and the other thing is, you know, for this team, if you look at this team, they have had a huge power outage. They've got three guys, excluding Tommy Pham, who's just come, three guys in double-digit home runs, one yeah. of whom is Dahlbeck. I know. Yeah, the other the, awesome. the other one is Story Endeavors, obviously. Yeah, I'm with you, Ken. It's an issue. I'm going to get into the JD and the Bogart situation later on in the show. But yes, it certainly is an issue right now. I would agree. Yeah, no question. And and but Ken, that's not a new issue. That's been an issue really all season long. Oh yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. The power outage, especially with JD Hernandez. Oh my God, he's got nine home runs. He's the he's your DH. He's a guy. That yeah, Martinez. Yeah. Trade yeah. No, he's been a real up. problem. He's been a problem. Ken, I appreciate the call, my friend. His line's open. If you want to grab it, at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. All right. So if you want to react to the game tonight, Nick Pavetta's outing. Matt Barnes now three consecutive good outings out of the bullpen. That's on the table. Also, after what we've seen from the Red Sox recently. The win over the Orioles on Thursday. You take two of three from the Yankees, even though the Yankees are playing really poorly. Another win tonight. Are you starting to buy into the fact that this Red Sox team could actually make a run and get into the postseason? 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you all the way up until midnight here on EEI. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Well, the Sox beat the Pirates tonight 5-3. to Really nice outing from Nick Pavetta after he had been atrocious for more than a month now. He goes seven innings. He gives up just the one hit. He did walk three, but he struck out six. I did have an issue with the first inning. You're up four to nothing. It's a 3-2 count. You're throwing a curveball with nobody on base with two outs. Just throw a fastball there. But I can't really complain about Pavetta. He was absolutely outstanding tonight. Matt Barnes gets the save. Barnes, two strikeouts. He only faced three batters. Barnes was really impressive tonight, which is a huge development for this team because we were just talking about the fact that right now the Red Sox bullpen, it's been short all season long, but especially now with Schreiber, it looks like he's losing some steam right now. Houck is on the injured list. We don't know if he's going to be back all season long because he's dealing with a disc issue. So we may never see Tanner Houck pitch again this season for the Red Sox. Now it's imperative that they get a good version of Matt Barnes here. The Sox and the Pirates will play the second of their three-game set on Wednesday night in Pittsburgh. That's a 7.05 first pitch across the Shaw's and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at 6.05. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. Rich Hill will get the start in that one. The Patriots placed Malcolm Butler on season-ending IR. Mike Reese reporting it's a hip injury. Cornerback Juwan Williams also placed on season-ending IR with a shoulder injury. Williams may have been cut anyway. That guy we know was a waste of a draft pick in the second round. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. All right, welcome back in after a Sox win tonight, 5-3 to three, over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Brian Barrett taking you all the way up until midnight. So if you do want to weigh in in the outing from Nick Pavetta, Matt Barnes, this is now three consecutive really good outings for Matt Barnes. That's on the table as well. And what do you make of this team going forward? Do they actually have the capability now of making a run to try to get into the postseason? Let's get to Sean. He is in Worcester tonight. What's going on, Sean? Hey, what's up, Brian? How are you? Good luck with the, good luck with the new gig. Oh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Yeah, but um, I've been running from doctor to doctor all day today because of my surgery. Oh, man, but, you're right. Uh, what kind of surgery? Uh, uh, the, the, the last one was called an anterior cervical, uh, an anterior cervical disc fusion. Oh, man, that uh, sounds painful. They, they, they went through the front of my neck. And, uh, my, my toes get caught in my throat. Uh, and what they're probably going to have to do is go in and take out the hardware. Oh, man, Sean, I'm so, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs because they don't have enough offensive power. You know, yeah, JD's I mean, that's... Not yeah, JD's that's... not hitting. Um, uh, you know, but Bogart isn't hitting for power, and no, nobody's hitting for power. Yeah, no, it's and a fair point, Sean. They, 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 uh, uh, they really need to find someone, you know, to actually produce some power. And one thing I would say is send Duran back down to Worcester. I cannot stand watching him <laughs> out in the center field. Yeah, Sean, I appreciate the call, and I hope you feel better. And you're not alone in that one. Nobody wants to see Duran in the outfield. I will give him credit. He has been better as of late. But eventually, when Xander Bogarts is back in the lineup, we'll see if that's tomorrow after following the ball off his leg over the weekend. Kike Hernandez will go back out to center field. Kike Hernandez, over the past two seasons, so since the start of 21, he has 18 defensive runs saved in center field. That is second among center fielders during that stretch. Out of the 77 outfielders that have played 
at least 300 innings in center field, okay, over the past two years since the start of 2021. Kike second with 18 defensive runs saved. Jaron Duran is 74th out of 77 at minus 11, okay? So, yes, once Bogarts is back in the lineup, Kike Hernandez will go back out to center field, and we'll see what they decide to do with Jaron Duran. Now, they already shipped Jalen Davis to Worcester, and they got rid of Yolmer Sanchez. So it appears there's still a spot for him on the roster. It's just he's not going to get much playing time going forward. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Wally. He is in Fall River tonight. Wally! Yeah, what's up, Brian? A good win. Uh, it's a game you want, You had to win. I mean, like I told you last night, you got to win eight, nine in a row. And maybe by September 1st, if you two games out, you can be cautiously optimistic. Like I said, you got a lot of teams you got to have to hope to lose, and you got to win. But uh, what happened to Paxton? Does he still exist or what? Where is yeah, he now? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hoping. They're still letting him work out, trying to make his way back as he comes back from the Tommy John. But I wouldn't pencil him in for anything this year. Right. Uh, that's $10 million bucks we gave this guy. Uh, is he signed for next year? Uh, they have options on him. Right. Uh, the Yankees are in a bit of a slump. But nobody will ever catch them. But, uh, you know, one thing that's curious, Brian, that's uh, – if these guys, uh, like Tatis, he signed that, what, $350 million contract. Now, he got fish head right falling off a motorcycle, right? Did he get hurt off? I, 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 no, I obviously know about the PEDs thing. I mean, that's a mess for them. Apparently, he was going to talk to the team. But when was that? Last year he fell off the motorcycle? I don't know, but he missed quite a few games. Then he had this thing with the performance-enhancing drugs. He get the suspension. Now, when he got hit with the, uh, you know, uh, with the motorcycle, uh, with the contract he signed, don't these teams have uh, long-term insurance policies? Like I remember when Jim Lombard broke his leg skiing after he won the Cy Young. Uh, don't these teams have insurance policies on these players in case something happens? Yeah, some of them will have certain things in the contract. But, yeah, you're right. It was a motorcycle accident before. Then he's test positive for the PDs. Yeah, certain there's certain spec uh, things in the contract. Like, some guys can't even go skiing, like that type of stuff. Yeah, there's right, clauses right. and stuff like that. I don't know about his individually. I don't know about Fernando Tatis's individually. But, yeah, that's unprofessional now that this guy... He had a motorcycle issue, right. and then, of course, he had the PD. They're pissed at him there, Wally. I mean, the players oh, are yeah, pissed I would, at him. I'd be, too. I mean, he yeah. gave this guy a boatload of money. Yeah, even with Juan Soto, you're giving this guy $440 million. you got to have some kind of safety net, you know? what? I'm with Not you. that he'd do something crazy like Tatis, but it's just mind-boggling, these contracts. But they're going to have to pay Devers. They're going to have to pay Bogots. You don't want to turn into a farm team like like Oakland and these other teams for the Yankees and the rich teams, Brian. You've got to sign these guys. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and the more and more I think about it, Wally, and I appreciate the call, my friend, after hearing Buster only chat with Brad Foe over the weekend, it feels like a Devers deal is going to get done. And it feels like what has happened there is because, remember, I was on the pregame show, what, like six weeks ago right around the All-Star game, and I was talking to Buster only about Devers, and he said he can't see them getting a deal done, right? Because it's not in Bloom's ethos to give out that $300 million contract. But then Buster only was on with Rob over the weekend on Sunday, and he said that essentially he believes they're going to get a deal done with Devers now. So he did a complete 180 in like six weeks. So add the pieces together here. It's very simple what happened. 
People in the ownership group told Heim Bloom, you're signing Rafael Devers long term. So the deal is going to get done. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Matt. He is in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight. Matt, what's up, man? What's going on? How are so, you? So uh, I know I, I can't be greedy and I can't be, but I watched the entire Red Sox game tonight and they got the 5 nothing lead and I have not seen worse at bats after that ever. What are those two relievers? So the, the two guys they brought in, DeYoung and the other guy, they had a pitch count of like 30. By yeah. the time it, 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 everything was popped up to the infield. It was unbelievable. Yeah, you're talking about basically after after they knocked out the starter there, Keller, the Red Sox offense went to sleep. And it, ha- it happens all the time. Yeah. If they get a lead, they don't add on to it. And that's the difference between them and like the Yankees and all those teams is like when they get the lead, they add on to it. And then the Red Sox, they have these at-bats, and they're just like, they're swinging for the fences. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, that was bad. And Cora alluded to it earlier that it was not good from the offense after that. But, they, I mean, the Yankees, they've scored one run in the last 27 innings. That team has been bad. The Yankees now, they're 3-11 and this month. The Red Sox are 7-7. and The Orioles are 10-4. and But to your point, Matt, I agree with you. they got to add on runs in that particular situation there. It, okay, you got the starter out of the game. But they got to be better than that. It's not like the Pirates have a great bullpen or anything along those lines. There were some really bad at-bats after, really, I would say, the second inning of the game. Right. Yeah. And then one other thing. It didn't, it didn't happen today. But I don't know if you've noticed. The only thing that I really do not like about Cora is if, you're, if they're tied or say they're down a run mm-hmm. in, like, the eighth or ninth, they never go to their good guys. It's always Salamore. It's Austin Davis. It's one of those guys. And it's like, and he finally did it the other day with Whitlock. He pitched him in that. Yeah, on Friday. Eighth inning and the Red Sox. Yeah, he did it for one. He never does that. And it ticks me off to no extent. Yeah, I, like I guess, one Matt, run, Matt, I guess this is what I would say to that is now, okay, so maybe now Barnes is somebody, this is three consecutive good outings for Barnes. So maybe you're, I'm feeling better about Barnes right now. Just watching him, the stuff is way better. The fastball, the velocity's up from where it was at the beginning of the season, and the curveball is way more bite on it. So I actually feel the last 12 batters he's faced, he struck out six of them. Barnes looks a lot better. So maybe that will help with it. But in defensive core, the one thing I'll say is, okay, if he burns Whitlock for two innings, and they lose the game, well, then Whitlock's down for two more days, and then that only leaves you with Schreiber in terms of your dependable relievers, especially now considering that Houck's on the injured list. And we don't know if Houck will pitch again this season because it's tough to predict this type of stuff when you're dealing with a back injury. So in defensive core, I would imagine that, let's say if he had three to four reliable relievers rather than just the two at the moment, then he would go to somebody when you're down by a run. That's the only thing I would uh, I would guess if Cora was going to be asked that question. Yeah, and I, and I agree 100% with that. It's just, it's like, it just seems like the Red Sox will have like, oh, second and third and the seventh or something, and they strike out, and then they bring in Austin Davis. Know, yeah, he, gives, yeah. he gives up a two-run hook. Two run homer and the game's over. Yeah, like, I know it, it is. It I'm like with you on that, Matt. It is frustrating, and I think part of it does go back, like I was saying, to Heim Bloom and his lack of an ability to actually build a competent bullpen. I mean, th- just think about this, Matt, for a second here. What if Jake Diekman was actually what they paid for? Right, you went out there and you gave him two years for eight million dollars. So basically, by giving him that type of contract, you were essentially saying, "Hey, this is going to be a high leverage reliever for us." 
So what if he actually was that? What if he actually was a good reliever? Well, then this bullpen looks totally different. And instead, at the trading deadline, because Diekman sucks, you're dumping him for a catcher because you had traded Christian Vasquez. But basically what they tried to do is get off a bad contract that Heinblum had already signed. So I go back to the offseason when there were all these relievers available, and then you would have had more depth in the bullpen. I agree 100%. All right, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sure, Matt. Good stuff, man. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Oh, boy, here he is. David in Florida. David, how are you? Good evening. How are you, my friend? How come ball ball game in play tonight? Was it just a day off? No, he fouled the ball off his leg over the weekend, his foot, rather, so they gave him a day off. See if he plays tomorrow. Yeah. If he doesn't right. play tomorrow, well, though, David, then you got a concern. But I'm not concerned at the moment. No, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. But let's see. Yeah, um, now, um, now that Kiki's back too, I mean, yeah, you give him a few games to to to, um, to reacclimate. But where do you see him in the lineup? Uh, I mean, offensively. Uh, uh, I mean, is Fam going to be lower third? Yeah, lower third, David. Yeah, lower third. Fam's been hitting the ball well for this team, so I would keep Fam. And I don't envision them moving Fam. And I think this is an easier landing spot for Kike Hernandez. Like tonight, he hit seventh in the lineup. I would assume that's where he's going to be hitting going forward. Seventh, eighth, ninth. That I'd type. Almost, of... I'd almost put him in the nine hole so he can be like a second leadoff and turn the turn the lineup over, but. Yeah, but even so, I mean, they, they, the biggest problem is that they have so many teams ahead of them. Yeah, that, and, that is I the mean, issue. You're right. Have... I agree. I, I I rarely agree with you, David, but I do. It's you got to jump all these teams. Right. You look at the standings got... right now. If you look at it right now, Baltimore won again. So they beat the Blue Jays. And then the Rays, they went again tonight. The Yankees cannot win a baseball yeah. game to save their life right now. So, really, you would have liked to see Baltimore lose. Now, the good thing is you're going to get Baltimore over the weekend. The White Sox yeah. team is kind of a mess. They're talented. Minnesota isn't that great of a team either, but they have an easier division than the Red Sox do. So, really, what they need yeah. to do is they really need... It feels And Seattle, Seattle's not going to fall out because Seattle traded for Castillo and their division blows. So, yes, it's going to be very yeah. difficult for them to get that spot. They dug themselves a big hole, and that's going to be the difficult part of that. How do, how do the playoffs work now? I mean, now you you got three wild-card teams, so it's just almost like football. The the, the, the the team with the best record in the in the AL plays the, the worst wild-card. Is it like 1-6? Is it like football? Yeah, like it's one, like six, so two. basically the, the number one seed gets a bye. Gets a bye? Then how? Then there'll be five teams. And how? So then, what are the three wild card? How does that work? I mean, if you're gonna have three wild card teams. You would think you'd have three wild card teams, and then there's three first place finishers, or a total of six. No wait, that won't work out because then the second round. So how does it work then? So okay, I can bring it up for you, but basically. Basically, in each league, so now that you have essentially six teams in each, so three division winners in each one. So the number one seed, best league record. Number two seed is the second division winner. The number three seed is the third division winner. Number four seed, best record among the non-division winners. Five is the second best. And the number six seed is the third best among the winners. So Wild card. Yeah, among the wild card. And 
But if the if the first place team gets a bye, then the the second the number two plays. I, I don't understand. I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, the math doesn't doesn't work, Doug. Because it'll be five teams. Oh yeah. So then, no. So the number one seed would play the winner of the four five series, and the number two seed plays the winner of the three six. Oh, so the, the top two teams yeah, get a buy. Yeah, so the top two teams get a buy. So basically, if you don't, the so basically now that number two spot becomes pretty critical, right? Because if you think about yeah. it, yeah, it becomes really critical because of the fact that you don't get a buy. Although I don't, would you really want to buy? That that would be my thing, right? Because it's baseball. It's is not it, like football. It, like how many days no, off do you want? It's a three-game series, right? The first round, the... Yeah, it, it's not a one-off anymore. So I don't even know if I... Now, I, look, I mean, obviously, you'd like the number one seed. You get home field advantage throughout the postseason. But I don't know if I would... that. And I get it. It's only three days, right? Because it's at one place. But I don't know. It's a rhythm thing in baseball. Three days off is kind of a lot. It is. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but, so that's how know, it works, David. Get, yeah. That's how it works. Four plays five, three plays six. And then two gets the winner of three six. And one gets the winner of four five. All right, well, we got two more days of you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and get you the last next two days, Brian. Oh boy, I'll be ready, David. I'll be ready for you. Uh, all right, all right, good stuff, David. Let's get to Mike. He's in Attleboro. What's up, Mike? Brian, hello. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a I have a question. I was watching the game three two count, so. Historically, I don't know if you have this, uh, but who wins, pitcher or batter? Historically, on a three-two count. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, if you I, have I would that. say, I mean, the most likely is pitcher. I mean, pitchers win most of the time, anyway. Yeah, yeah. What I was thinking was, <laughs> you know, the batters up there. He's got three one, and does he take the ball? Does he, you know, obviously it's going to be a strike, but it it, it just crossed my mind. I'm like, and you know, I think Brian might know this. Yeah, pitchers <laughs> win most all. of the time anyway. But yeah, well, was there a particular at bat you were watching tonight and you were thinking of it? Yeah, ninth inning, um, Holmeser, Caraton. The first baseman they they just got, he was up. Oh, Hosmer, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hosmer. So, <laughs> anyway, I just, I was curious about that. So, you definitely think it's the pitcher. Yeah. Wins. Most of the time, yeah. I mean, think about it. The best hitters right. in the sport might hit like 300, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, most of the it. time, the pitcher is going to win the at-bat. Um, okay. All right, that Mike. makes so much sense. Yeah. So, by the way, I just want to say thank you so much. You have really given us people in Boston such great sports listening, and I wish you the best. And I, I already got you for the podcast. Awesome! Thanks. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for the kind words, and thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's been awesome. So, good luck to you, my friend. All right, Mike, great stuff, my friend. His line's open if you want to grab it at 
7937. All right, so I do want to get into Nick Pavetta's outing in greater detail. One of the things that jumped out to me about Pavetta and Matt Barnes, one of the biggest differences for him as of late. Also, if you do want to weigh in on whether or not you believe this team can make a postseason run, that's on the table as well at 617-779-7937. It's just, it is to, and I mean, I hate to agree with David, but he does bring up a good point. It's just, there's so many damn teams in front of them. And the problem for the Red Sox is the fact that they play in such a good division. Seattle's got nobody to worry about, right? I mean, yes, in your division you have Houston, but you got the sorry-ass Rangers that just fired their manager. That division is a dumpster fire. All right, we'll get into all that. Brian Barrett with you right here on EI. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. All right, welcome back in. We're taking you up until midnight. Brian Barrett with you. 617-779-7937, the number. Does this team have what it takes to make a run down the stretch of the season? This is what I'm asking for. Considering the hole that this team dug itself in, since they came into the season without a first baseman, and now they finally have one in Eric Hosmer, they were short an outfielder. Now they have late, finally have one of those out there in Tommy Pham. It feels like since they dug themselves that hole, and they still do not have a great bullpen from a depth perspective, but right now they have a chance. My suggestion to them, or my hope for the Red Sox, I should put it this way, play relevant baseball down the stretch. That's what I want to see. Play relevant baseball down the stretch. Your head baseball executive, if you will, let you down prior to the season, but now you should have enough to make a run. At least try to get into the postseason based on where you are in the standings. It's going to be very difficult to do. But the bottom line is this. This team now has the ability to actually play relevant baseball down the stretch. And two weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that. The FAM edition and the Hosmer editions have been huge. And getting Michael Waka back was massive for this team because Waka is going to at least stabilize that rotation every fifth day when he's on the mound. And a positive sign from Pavetta tonight. I'm not telling you that this means Pavetta is back to being the guy that we saw in the month of May where he was one of the best starting pitchers in baseball and into the month of June. I'm not telling you that I can guarantee that going forward, but he looked a lot better tonight. He got a ton of called strikes, which is something that is obviously massive going forward. You look at Pavetta in this game tonight, 23 called strikes. That's 23.2% uh, called strike rate, which that's unbelievable. Adam Wainwright leads Major League Baseball's for starters at 21.7, and Pavetta was at 23.2% tonight. On the season, he's at 17.8. So that was a major thing. Pavetta was able to at least locate. Now, he did lose a couple of guys, walk a couple of guys, but definitely huge to see Pavetta do that. He, I mean, he had been atrocious in ERA nearing eight since the start of July. Let's get to Kenny in East Boston. What's up, Kenny? Hey, I, I'll join the chorus line to say congratulations. What a great opportunity. You know, it stinks to to be disappointed in the sense that we don't get to hear you post-game. It just, you become such a part of uh, Red Sox baseball, but congratulations. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate that, man. I'm not going anywhere. We'll have a lot of podcasts after Red Sox games, I'll tell you that. I know, but there's something, I mean, it, you, you took the platform and ran with it. I mean, it's it's special what you do with it, so, and, and you're always so humble about it, but uh, now that we got that out of the way, I'll, 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 I'll continue my high appreciation society uh, tirade, but you know, all these guys you mentioned, and you mentioned the front office underperformed. I mean, Michael Walker wasn't a, wasn't a Dombrowski guy. He, I mean, the, the list goes on. I, the, the notion that this, the front office didn't put – players underperformed, no doubt. 
right? Especially, and you call him Watson, but Diekman didn't pitch well. They've been ravaged by injuries. I think that, I know it's not as sexy a sound clip, but so many of the issues with this team, if 14 guys weren't hurt in July into August, and I mean, look at the deadline. Tommy Pham, and I, I follow you on Twitter too, and the stats you put are really fascinating. Pham's been fantastic. Yeah, and he's been so great. so many of these guys, yeah, they, these are high guys. I mean, it's, if you're going to critique, which the bullpen's weak, I'm not going to deny it. But, I mean, you've got to compliment, too. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, Kenny, the other thing is this. It's just, I mean, all the injuries at the same time. And the Kike thing, it felt like they thought that was going to be a lot shorter than it was. I mean, Will Fleming was talking about on the broadcast tonight. He was, like, internally bleeding. So that took way longer than we thought. This Trevor Story thing, I still have no idea what happened there, where Trevor Story gets one opinion. They said... There's no break or anything along those lines. Then he gets another opinion. It's a hairline fracture. It's just all these teams things came at the same time. And then remember, Arroyo, who's supposed to be like the utility guy, he's hurt at the same time as Trevor's story. But So it's definitely part of the story here in terms of uh, not to be redundant there or repeat his name. But it is definitely part of the issue with this team. Is And when that happened, by the way, Kenny, the fact that J.D. and Bogarts have hit for no power all season long, it's definitely part of the issue with this team as well. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that at all. And I'm a Bloom guy. I'll say guys underperformed. It's a lot of pieces, too. I give Cork credit. I didn't like the Barnes move tonight, but it obviously paid off, and he, he does have a lot of faith in, in his guys. But he, even Arroyo, you know, and I like, I like the still re-signing at second. I don't think he can play short anyways. I don't think he's a, he's a replacement for – I hope he's not the replacement for Bogarts because – you know, that shoulder is in, is a further in, uh, injury, uh, you know, an IL trip waiting to happen. But Arroyo is also a bloom guy. I mean, a lot of pieces on this major league team. And I still think, and I believe me, I love the 2018 team as well. It's a World Series championship. But there's just no pieces from the minors or, or limited pieces from Dombrowski. Dombrowski, and he's doing it in Philly too, right? He can, he can help bolster a major league team. But what does he leave you with? I, I think it leaves Philly with a first-round exit this year. But um, Yeah, again, we'll I, see. I, I mean, in the National League, you look, at, you look at some of those teams in the National League. Like, the Mets are absolutely stacked from a rotation standpoint now that they got DeGrom back. You look at that Dodgers team, although they just lost Bueller. The Braves, we know. We just saw them last week. That's a pretty loaded team as well. So it is going to be difficult for Philadelphia to pick up a series win in the postseason. They got a few guys. I mean... The Brian Bayos of the world, that's a Dombrowski guy. Tristan Cassis is a Dombrowski guy. So we'll see that in a couple of years. A lot of the guys that Dombrowski brought in, they weren't close to the major leagues, right? Like when he left. So a lot of these guys are going to be coming up in the near future. But no, it's a fair point about the injuries, Kenny. I appreciate the call, too, by the way. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Let's get to Jonathan. He's in Brookline. Jonathan, what's up, man? Hi, Brian. I love the show. Jonathan, hey, Jonathan, Jonathan, hold on one second. Did you did yeah. you hear about the text messages coming in last night? I did hear about that. You know, I really, I really do want to reach out to Ken Lynn. I want to try to get an internship at WEI. That's the goal, ultimately. Yeah, you should email him, man. Yeah, I know. I'll hit him up. But can I just speak a little bit about Mark Barnes? Because I, I, I called in a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about how Bloom cannot sign players. I talked about how Matt Barnes absolutely sucks after he signs the contract. What does he do? Okay, Matt Barnes has been incredible in, since the game on Thursday. And, you know, this is really where what I look at to see if Matt Barnes is going to be good. 
Matt Barnes, in when he was good last year, threw his fastball and curveball 99% of the time, okay? But when this season, when he was terrible, it was down to 92% of the time. Now, since Thursday, when he against the Orioles, it's back up to 98% of the time. So when Matt Barnes is throwing the changeup, you know they're down like 10 runs and he's terrible, okay? Matt Barnes <laughs> does not have a changeup. He, he's a fastball-curveball guy. That's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. He throws the changeup when he's scared, Jonathan, when he's nibbling because he doesn't have anything left. So I'm with you. And the fastball, the velocity's ticking up yeah. a little bit. The big thing to me is the curveball looks a lot better. It's got a lot more bite than it did earlier on in the season. It's a yakker, to say the least. Can we talk about um, Eric Hosmer? Because, you know, he, he in that um, Kansas City series, he got robbed a couple of times. He hit the ball well. But since he's been with the Red Sox, the issue is he, he was advertised as a guy that – doesn't strike out. And before he was with the Red Sox, he only struck out 14.9% of the time. But since he's over, he's actually been striking out 27.6% of the time. So that's the issue with him right now. And I know he's hitting 192. Actually, his expected batting average suggests that he's getting really unlucky because he has the highest difference since he's been over here in batting average and inspect, expected batting average. But the but the name of the game is the guy doesn't strike out. He comes over here, he's striking out. So that needs to fix because, you know, you're not going to get the power that you are getting, that you used to get from J.D. and Bogart. That's, that's a known fact at this point in the season. So we need guys like Hosmer and the Trevor Stories and the Kikes when they're back to produce for this lineup to become scary again. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Jonathan, and you'd like to see Hosmer striking out a little bit less. But the big thing is, if they can get Story back in this lineup and he can provide a little thump and give this team a huge boost. Now, they're already getting a boost right now because Verdugo's been really good in the month of August. Arroyo's been really good in the month of August. But one of the things it does come back to is these big boppers. Not big boppers, but big guys in your lineup. Bogarts is going to be much better down the stretch here, and we'll see how banged up he really is. And, Jonathan, J.D.'s just got to wake the hell up. This guy has sucked for about three months. That He has got to give them something down the stretch. I mean, I don't really believe that it's realistic to have any hope in J.D.'s power resurgence or J.D.'s average resurgence, for that matter, because, you know, the guy's washed. That's kind of just a fact of the matter at this point. I'm not <laughs> sure you can expect anything from him. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right about that, Jonathan. The last time he was good was the end of May. I mean, we're in... August. We're towards the end of August, so and you're probably right about that. It's actually, you can actually tell it's kind of a two-year trend because yeah. last year he had an extremely hot April, and then if you remember, he got really cold for a big stretch of time. Now he was able to heat up for the postseason, but like I've been seeing this for two years with JD. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, last year was the same thing. April and May he was really good, and then he fell off a cliff. He's doing the same thing this year as well. So just looking at this going forward. Jonathan, in terms of where the Sox are going to be at this weekend. So they're going to get the Orioles over the weekend for a huge series. So what are your plans on Saturday? Michael Walker's pitching Saturday at 4.05. Big plans or what? Well, he he has to be nails because if Pavetta's nails and Walker's nails going forward, you know, I'm not scared of the Orioles. I'm really not. And I'm not scared of the Guardians or the White Sox either. That's why I look at it and I'm thinking, like, you're saying, like, you need to get past all these teams to get into the wild card race. The Orioles don't scare me. I I know, like, Brandon Hyde, like, he's in the manager of the year conversation. But, like, this is not the Orioles either. Let's be honest. Like, they're a nice story. I'm not scared of that team. Different beasts. The Blue Jays scare me. Yeah. The Blue Jays scare me. And then the Minnesota and the White Sox, that's interesting. 
No, the White Sox are terrible. Their manager's getting in. Well, yeah, LaRusa's got to go. LaRusa's got to go. I mean, I don't know why they didn't. Fi- well, I do know why. The owner loves LaRusa, and he's upset that he fired him the first time, and then he went on. He won a bunch of World Series. That's why LaRusa's there. The guy's falling asleep in the dugout. But Seattle's not going to go anywhere, Jonathan, just because of the fact that they got Castillo and their division's atrocious. So I don't see Seattle going anywhere. Yeah. So really, it's these series coming up against Baltimore, and they're going to play Tampa again soon as well. Those are series that the Red Sox need to win. But also a good thing if you look at it, like we have the season series against Seattle and we have it against the Guardians. So if that if it comes down to that down the stretch, at least you have that. Good point. All right, Jonathan. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yep. All right, there he is, 617-779-7937. Love that guy. Comes in with good information. He's got good takes backed up by good information. Brings the energy, too. He does. He does. I love when he says he sucks. <laughs> 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett taking you up until midnight. Okay, so if you do want to wait in the Red Sox, Nick Pavetta tonight, really nice performance. What you saw from Matt Barnes. Are you like Jonathan? You're starting to buy into Matt Barnes. He gave you the numbers and why you should. That's on the table. And I do want to get into the thing, sort of the elephant in the room. Are we going to see anything from Bogarts and J.D. Martinez down the stretch of the season? We'll get into that next year on EEI. Red Sox manager Alex Cora on Marloni, Fourier, and Mego. I know what the plan is, and uh, we've been consistent talking about getting better for this year or the present, and obviously getting better for the future. Now, we haven't scored as many runs as we wish. I think the, the lineup is better in a sense that there's a different approach. Missed Alex Cora on Marloni, Fourier, and Mego. Listen to it on demand anywhere, anytime. Download the Odyssey app and take Boston sports with you everywhere you go. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.